What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to First Trade. Folks, folks, this is going to be a good one and uh, a special one. What's up, Michael? How's it going? What's up, dude? How we doing? Hey, we switched places, kind of. You usually sit here, and I'm usually not there, but at my desk. We've got um, no consistent theme. We're like all over the place with this thing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't even know where I'm going at this point. I just show up. <laughs> Some might say that Mr. Michael Murray here is uh, Luke Jacoby's younger brother, but he is, in fact, oh. not um, just a third cousin. But, folks, <laughs> welcome to First Trade. Uh, this is our first live episode, which is uh, pretty crazy. We usually do this one pre-recorded. Um, we're you know we're, we're a little bit wimpy. We like to play it safe, not go live on the air. Um, Don't call us wimpy. <laughs> maybe just Please Michael, do. okay? Maybe just Michael. Um, but you know, I, I'm not afraid. But today uh, we decided to switch it up. This is the second episode this week. We went live on Wednesday, and we decided to come at you a little early, a little something special before the weekend. And of course, we have a fantastic guest for that situation as well. Michael, how's your week been going? It is Friday. It's been, it's been solid, man. I'm actually pretty pumped to cap this week off with uh, our guest. Can I say his name? Or am I not supposed to say his name? Ah, right do now? it. Do it. They know who it is. Rocky Catching Bob. Do they already know who it is? It's in the title, bro. Dude, it's so much less exciting when I don't get to name drop the guest. <laughs> that sucks. Well, yeah, Rocky Kitchen Bob. Awesome guest. I'm actually pretty pumped about this. He's, he's got some awesome charts. He's going to give us kind of a lesson on trading. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Take us what what does he what does he do? What are his calling cards? Take us through the notes. Man. Oh, hey, don't don't rush me. I'll do that when I intro him. I wanted to know about you. I want to know about your trading week. It is Friday. This is the first time we're recording on a Friday, and we're able to talk about Friday and our weekend plans. And it's actually accurate to the time where we're like releasing the episode. Otherwise, people are like, "What do you mean it's not Friday? It's a Wednesday." <laughs> what if I don't want to talk about my trading this week? What if I just don't even want to say it? Um, I wouldn't uh, blame you there. Uh, oh, we got some Bob friends. RCB is the man. I'm here for Bob. RCB, Silver Gang, Silver Gang. There we go. What is up, everyone? Thank you for joining us. Um, and so for our new viewers here, why don't we give it a breakdown? First trade, what is it? Um, folks, there's plenty of content online, plenty of shows, as you know, that are stock-focused, but not so many of them that are very beginner-friendly, right? Um, of course, there's some fantastic educators out there like Bob himself. But, uh, you know, what I found myself as a beginner trader is sometimes it was a little bit scary jumping into a stream and, and, and mentioning things and you kind of feel left out because they'll mention some lingo or whatever it might be and, and you don't really understand all of it, but you're just trying to learn as fast as you can because you're excited to be a trader. Um, so first trade episode one was in fact when I made my first trade. Now, Michael over here, he knows a little bit more about the markets he's been in since he was 18. So what going on four or five years now of being a trader? Yeah, um, no, no Luke Jacoby, but yeah, I've been in it for a minute. <laughs> not, not quite Luke trading since he was 13. But that's the idea of the show, folks, is you know we start from the beginning and we grow together. Um, and so with that, we want to bring you the expert opinions, the guests uh, to provide the knowledge. And that's why Bob is on our show to get today. So without further ado, let's get into it. You know, we, you it. know I, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time messing around today. We got, his, we got his fans in the chat. We are live. So let's get right to it. Folks, today, our very special guest, as we've mentioned, Rocket Catching Bob. This man, he's growing fast. 15,000 subs on Twitch, 10K on YouTube, and he has just been popping off, providing the knowledge. So without further ado, let's bring him on our show and let him bless us, enlighten us with his knowledge. What do you say? Is it about that time, Michael? Blessings. It's about that time. 
Let's do all it. All right, all right. Bob, what is up? What's up, guys? Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, How you awesome. doing here? Man, it's so great to be here. Thanks so much for the invite to Minzinga. And uh, I know you guys got a lot of new traders here. So I'm very excited to be on the show today. Absolutely. We're, we're excited to have you on. And uh, so, you know, Bob, why don't you, for, for those, for the few in the audience who don't know who you are or know a little bit less about you, um, would you mind providing us some detail, just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I go by RCB, Bob, you know, R- Rocket Catching Bob, however you guys want to go about that. You can call me whatever you want. Um, I'm a momentum trader. I've been trading for about four years. So I, I really focus on stocks anywhere from about $1 to, say, $20. And that's like that's my bread and butter. So this year, 2021, I took a $25,000 account, turned it into a million in over Ooh. in under about three months. Um, I also, as you guys know, teach people how to day trade free on Twitch and actually do a lot of um, videos on YouTube. I drop a lot of uh, educational stuff where people can actually become better traders. Awesome, man. Love it. Right to the point. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've been watching. Checking out some of your YouTube content, and I feel like uh, we could use a, a pointer or two from from you. We've been trying to grow our Benzinga YouTube channel as well, um, just trying to grow this community out here. Bob, we have one question that is just we ask every guest who comes on the show. It's a requirement, um, given the name of the show. Do you remind? Do you remember your first trade? If so, can you walk us through it? What was the ticker? How did it go? How did it pan out? Um, just uh, you know, fill fill the details for us if you can. Oh, man, it's been so long. Uh, I think a lot of the first trades I started with were, um, you know, higher price stocks like Tesla and uh, NVIDIA. I was kind of on the train of uh, the upper echelon thinking, hey, that might be the way I start and that might be the way of actually uh, building an account. And, uh, you know, time goes on and I actually fell into the, the lower in small cap stocks. But, you know, as far as my first trades, I, I pretty much struggled. You know, it wasn't that easy but i'll show you guys a little chart later of kind of how it went for me a little bit more of a journey for me awesome awesome yeah no i mean i feel like everyone's gotta gotta get in it that way we had uh we had mr hugh henny on the show uh for episode three and and he worded it pretty nicely is that you gotta pay your market tuition right like uh you lose money to learn and you lose money to make money and it seems to be the case i'm definitely losing money so <laughs> oh yeah um, but but i feel like i'm learning so you know what i'm not a mad about it um Bob, from what I hear, you, you have some, some lessons to, to show us, um, and yeah, I don't know, what's, what's the lesson plan for today, I guess? Um, I, I can pretty much give you guys, I, I, you know, I would rather actually start with kind of the question you just had, pretty much. Let's start with kind of the journey of a trader, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, do that. Let's, let's do it. Let's can I share, it. Let's share my screen here? So I actually have this chart here, and this is what I kind of see from a lot of beginner traders and kind of what they go through. There's, there's five different phases, and I, I would definitely recommend you guys copying this or, or saving it, putting it on your wall, and always looking back to maybe see where you are on this five phases of the journey of a, a new trader. So at the beginning, usually we have beginner's luck or you have some kind of phenomena, some euphoric stuff like Lately, I would say, I guess the most recent thing is like GME and AMC, things like that that bring people into the market. People buy, and it just keeps going higher and higher. And then later, like this is kind of part of my journey. I started out, and I, and I made a lot of money when I started. And then all of a sudden, later on, those things tanked, and I was still holding the bag. I lost 50% of my account, and so on and so forth. I went through this journey. So 
I kind of like to give this to the new traders out there so they can be prepared, but also see where they are as they progress through it. Awesome. Yeah. So, no, I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you um, off. This, this is actually uh, really good just because of all this. You're going to have to go through. I mean, it takes nine months to a year of really putting in the hours and screen time. I really recommend people putting in like a thousand hours into like trading day in and day out before they really take any kind of size because it could get really bad. And as you said before, you know, you're going to pay a market tuition. And you don't, you, obviously, you want to pay the least to make sure you get to that point where you can be successful. And maybe you want to turn this into a full time job, step away from that nine to five that you're eagerly trying to step away from, right? So that, that's kind of my first thing here. I think that'll help a lot of traders kind of understand where they are. Um, also today, I wanted to really take them to how they can determine what stocks to trade for the day. And I think that would be the lesson that would be best for them. Um, maybe that you guys have already, I know some of you guys have already watched videos like support and resistance here on the channel. And I've watched a few myself to kind of get myself on the right you know, track to what I can teach these guys today. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, I love that what you said about, you know, so you recommend a thousand hours with the while keeping the account kind of relatively small, I guess, you know, might as well go to community college. No need to pay for a Harvard tuition here. Learn the same thing. So, um, no, that's, it's a good piece of advice. You might as well learn while the stakes are low. Um, but yeah, no, I think, you know, figuring out what stocks to trade is a, is a big part of, you know, a question that every, every new trader asks, especially someone who's trying to actively trade, um, and, and less of, you know, investing which, you know, for me too, you know, if I, if I pull up, there's so many options, you know, so how do I decide? What do I, what am I looking at? What's good to trade? Um, would love to know. Yeah, sure. Stickers, man. Yeah, let's go right to, into it. So um, I'm just going to give you guys an example of something that I played. I think it was like three days ago. So um, this is a great example. This is something I made $63,000 on. So just to show you and be transparent, there's my gains on it. Realize gain 63295 for the day. Uh, I think that would be important because some people might say, hey, I, I don't know about this guy. So If I, if I had my soundboard, you. I would play the air, air horn right now. <laughs> burr, 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 you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but let's kind of go back a few days and look at this ticker. Um, and I'll show you. I'll give you guys a list. Maybe you guys can write this down in your journals so you're, you're more prepared for the next day. Maybe Monday comes around, you know, you're like, hey, what's, what should I be playing? How should I know? So the first thing that I would like to say is you want it to be a top gainer. So let me write this out here for you guys. So number one, you want it to be a top gainer on the day. Um, how do you find that? You can look at finviz.com. You can uh, maybe some of you guys have Benzinga Pro. You have uh, trade ideas, things like that. These are great uh, resources to kind of figure out what might be up on a higher percentile for the day. Um, this is very important just because all the eyes in the market are pretty much looking at the same thing, especially momentum traders. We want things that already have volume or a lot of people might actually take part in. And cor Go correct ahead. me if I'm wrong, but the idea here is, um, like you said, like everyone's looking at the same thing. It it's beneficial to be trading things that other people or a majority of people are trading, right? Because a lot of this is based on like overall psychology. Yeah, of course. I mean, as far as the volume is concerned, the more people are at like bulls and bears and they're taking each side, you know, eventually it's going to break to one side more than the other. And you're going to see more of that, that volatility that you're looking for to make sure you profit or you take a lot more gains from. 
Absolutely. And so you mentioned the scanners to find the top gainers. Could you show us how you do that? Um, I personally have trade ideas. I actually have, I mean, I could pull it up for you if you'd like. Um, I pretty much use this as my resource. So I'll have on my oh, bottom right, I'll just actually have my whole list here. So, um, you know, anytime it's, it's closer to the top, it has volume in the morning. We'll, we'll kind of go more through that as we go here. But as you can tell, these things, these are my top gainers list. All right. Awesome. All right, so the second thing that I would look for is news or catalyst. You want to have a reason that it's actually up. You don't want to get stuck in a chat pump or maybe someone's talking about it on social media. You just never know. I think that you want some validity, uh, validity to it and for some reason for it to stay going up, right? We don't just want to you know, someone say something about it that actually has a big following and then all of a sudden it turns into a pump and dump, right? So anytime news catalyst, no... A lot of people ask me, like, what kind of news do I look for? You know, and as, as I see it, I don't really care what the news is because it could be good and it could be bad. It's more about how the market is reacting to that news. Um, in this example here on UXIN, they actually had earnings, and a couple days prior to that, they were partnering with a company um, called JD.com, which is a big retailer over in China. So it already had some, some really good, solid information behind it and people watching it. All right. So number three, I would say you want it to have volume. Um, I get a lot of questions about how much volume, and personally, I, I look kind of back here on the chart. You know, I didn't even play this until af after I saw all this volume on the bottom kind of come in through this chart. You know, before that, it was pretty dead. And there was nothing here. So if it doesn't have volume, it doesn't have volatility. If it doesn't have the news, it's not probably going to hold up for structure. So I'm looking for multiple pieces to the puzzle to bring them together. So I can really take advantage of that. Got it. I would and definitely say volume-wise, a million shares need to be traded at least, though. Okay, there we go. Does that help you out, Rohan? Yeah, no, absolutely. That, and I feel like, yeah, because know, knowing that, knowing that number to watch out for uh, really helps like solidify in my mind as well. Um, kind of like piggybacking off of that, um, for those people who are not as familiar, what's the platform you're using right now? Uh, the platform I use is Thinkorswim. Uh, if you're a United States resident, you definitely can get it for free by just Googling it, and uh, you can just download the software. It's actually uh, from the brokerage TD Ameritrade. Right, right. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go on to the next. So the next thing you might want to look for specifically is low float. Now, this doesn't always happen. It, you know, some things run, and they have 200 million shares of float and all that stuff, but... Maybe they don't know what float is, but it's, it's kind of the shares that can be traded by retail is what we're looking for. Uh, most likely here, I'm looking for it to have um, somewhere around you know, 10, 20 million. I'd say 20 million or less. I think that's kind of a key area, especially for momentum. That means uh, you need less people, like less buyers to really move it as far as, you, you know, as, far as it can go. Like maybe um, from $2 to 250 you know, 20 million shares, it could go there. But if it's 200 million shares, those you, you need 10 times that volume that you previously needed. And maybe you don't get that. So it, it might only go 10 cent instead of 50 cent. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and so correct me if I'm wrong, but float is essentially like there's, there's obviously a certain amount of shares out there that can be traded, but a lot of them are restricted ones. Um, so basically the float is kind of narrowing that down to shares that can be traded by anyone, right? Right. So they have, you know, institutions can own some of it, but, I mean, just the float alone is going to tell you what the retail could trade day in and day out. 
outstanding shares will tell you kind of where you know institutions and other big guys can actually have a lot more of those shares. You can also find that information on Finviz. It kind of breaks it down to how many shares are out there. Yeah, yeah, fin, Finviz is a good one. So cool. I guess of all those, like one question I would have, just kind of like sure. break in for a second. So of all these different charts and all the places that you go to look for news and volume and flow and everything else that kind of gives you the choices here, like what chart or what platform would you use of, of all the ones out there to kind of give you the best information? What do you rely on when you're checking for new trades in the morning? Uh, personally, I primarily use Trade Ideas at this time for gotcha. about everything. It has all all the flow. It has the um, it has the volume. It has the top gainers list, and this is my like number one resource that I personally use. Gotcha. Nice. Cool. Um, I would say let's go on to what's next here. So this is super important, and a lot of people don't know how to really do it. Um, and that next step would be kind of like knowing the overall market conditions. So let me write that out here. Overall market conditions. Again, I'm just kind of writing this out for you guys. So if you're taking notes here on YouTube or Twitter, um, wherever you guys are watching from, that way you guys will just have it. Um, overall market conditions to me, I just look at the overall market like the SPY, uh, the top 500 companies, and seeing how overall markets are doing. Are we having, you know, are we kind of on the uptrend? Are we consolidating? Uh, it just gives me a better idea of keeping the, my finger on the pulse, so to speak. So, you know, if the SPY or the overall market seems like it's tanking and people are kind of like, oh, no, the world's over. You're like, you know, pull your money out of the market. Get out of here. Run. You know, sell your Lambos. Sell your mansions. <laughs> you know, uh, that's when you probably don't want to be dip buying things, right? Because you're going to get stuck and you're going to be holding the bag. Yeah, yeah, Rohan's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> knows all about that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We all start here as new traders. I lost tons of money. I struggled. So, and we can talk about that a little bit after we get through the subject. But uh, you know, you have to persevere. You have to keep going. You can get there. I believe in every single person here for sure. But I mean, on the on the overall market. Uh, subject, you want to just make sure it, it's not panicking out. If, if people are euphoric and things just keep going up, then chances are you're probably in a good situation where you don't have to worry about you know it coming down on you or you know just all of a sudden it's dropping out of nowhere for no reason. Because whenever you see the spy kind of, I guess it kind of did this yesterday. It kind of just panicked out from 420s down to about 416s. A lot of the lower small cap plays just did the same thing. People were like, oh no, the overall market, you know. And they just start selling their shares. And this is why you kind of you got to keep your finger on the pulse and make sure that you know what's going on all the time. So I like to keep this on one of my watch lists just so I can look at it throughout the day. I have, obviously, people in my Twitch chat that alert me pretty quickly just because, you know, that's just the emotional thing. So, uh, so that's what, a very important step. What do you do in step. this situation? Like, so you're, you're over here and you see spy tanking for that day or whatever, right? Let's take this example. Sure. Um, and people are selling the fear. Um, whatever it might be, you personally, um, knowing that whatever is going on here, what, what's your move, right? Are, are you also selling or are you just kind of like holding on or, or what's, your, what's your move there? If I'm in a specific play at this time where things are falling, then yes, I'm getting out of it as long. Like if it's getting a little crazy, like where people are panicking and I can tell that momentum is stalling in that certain play, then I'll just cut it and I'll move along and wait for things to kind of settle out and, and sit on hand, so to speak. Um, if I'm not in a play and I'm kind of waiting for something to set up in a certain way, which I think your, your viewers will learn, uh, they'll learn more about patterns later. 
um, then I'm just kind of I'm just going to wait. You know, there's no reason to have to like go into it and get FOMO, which is fear of missing out for people who don't know and and get stuck in something that just keeps getting pulled down over and over. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've heard it mentioned before that like a lot with day traders, sometimes the ones that really know what they're doing, I feel like you'll see them uh, on certain days that they know when to take their days off and when to not even pay attention, just chill and not trade. And then they know the days when they really have to go in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you get to that level and you and the thing is, like I showed you the chart earlier, you see that there's that consolidation phase. I'll bring it up again real quick. So right here in this consolidation phase, that's where I learned a lot of like sitting on hands and just like sitting back and letting the next pattern develop and just being patient. And once I could be more patient and take higher percentage plays, then this actually started ramping up. That's kind of where that is. So you guys will get there for sure. It just takes time and the market tuition and all that stuff. But this is very helpful. Awesome. Uh, let's see. What do we got? We got like five steps. Let me go back here. I already lost where I am. <laughs> UXIN. All right. So I go back like three days here. Let's go back to the five-day. And that's where I'm writing everything down. So the next step would be that you want to kind of know where the overall support and resistance for that specific stock is. So let me write this out. So support and resistance, we'll just say, I'll write it down, support and resistance. And this is just super important because you want to know where you can you can play this too, right? You want to know how far do you think it can go. And I know you guys did a video on this or a previous broad, uh, broadcast or podcast on uh, support and resistance. So I'll just kind of go through it real quick. Um, I like to use the weekly chart to go back and, and solidify more it just gives i feel like i'm very comfortable using the weekly and i'll kind of go back and find where the support and resistance might be so on this chart on uxin that I, i'm looking here at about 325 or 225 what is it right here let me see there's three dollars there's a lot of resistance up here you see hold on a second sorry no worries no worries so we got a lot of support in this range from earlier right so this is like about 225s mm-hmm so this right here is was previous support, which now will become resistance later on. And this is just a big point of emphasis, right? So in this area of about two, 225s, which is what I just drew out, and then $2. Let me see right here. This is the weekly. So let me go back to the five-day, five-minute. I should have just tried it out before. Sorry, guys. No, no, I, I'm enjoying seeing you do this. Work with me, chart. Work with me. <laughs> and that's the one thing about the you know the charts here. It's it's kind of hard to work with, but I've kind of written down stuff so much here. But I guess I'll just use this chart here. So in this regard, we're looking at kind of like where it got stuck at earlier, two seventy fives, right? So this is a, a resistance point where it got all the way up to two seventy fives, and we're drawing it across because we know it's having issues at this point, right? It just mm -hmm. keeps getting to this high, and it just can't break it. So whenever it does actually break this resistance, we want it to become support. So in this instance, um, I don't know if your viewers know too much about patterns yet, but to me, I'm looking kind of at the ascending triangle look, which is pretty much where there's a horizontal resistance and there's higher lows along the way. So this is kind of like a, a 2.0 kind of education, right? You got to uh, raising or ascending triangle so you got more support going up and it's going higher lows and then it kind of gets to this point of 275 where it hasn't gotten through the whole day um, so if you can chart that out and have in your mind 
that this thing is going to, you know, one, you know what that support and resistance is, and then two, know what kind of pattern is setting up, which would be another uh, another topic here, which they can learn. So you can learn that stuff on Google, on YouTube. Uh, I drop a lot of information on YouTube about patterns. Yeah, guys, check check out Bob's YouTube channel. He'll definitely go way more patterns. in depth on this. Yeah, so you get more of ascending triangles. You get, you know, head and shoulders, inverse head and shoulders, and there's a lot of information there. That's a whole nother, like... Whole another episode for you guys, but anyway, uh, if you can look for support resistance patterns and you can see where they're setting up, we pretty much did this. This is how I played it. So I saw there was higher lows. I saw there was a breakout kind of forming here. I buy this higher low, and this is where I kind of got in at. And then later on, I pretty much saw the uptrend, which I played off of. I was in this area a couple times. So let me go back to the one minute chart, and I got to do. I, I don't have it for three days. Hold on one second. But if you want to ask a question here, this would be good because I have to change this. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I've seen it in the chat a little bit too, um, and some of your viewers are already answering for you. But for the people who aren't watching, um, when you're doing this, are you using any indicators? Like what are your favorite ones to use? My favorite indicator is just really just having, like, basically this list. You know, the VWAP is really nice. But I'm using more support and resistance lines than anything, uptrend lines and pa just pattern recognition Got it. Um, and things like that. I do have like um, a 13 SMA, a 20, a 50, and a 200, which are useful on certain patterns or just where the chart might be over time. Mm -hmm. But mostly, you know, I'm really just paying attention to the momentum during the day. And those things are just kind of helping me validate what I think might happen next. But they're not like specific, like it has to like... Like the 13 is, needs to cross the 20 and, you know, the RSI has to be this high. Like, I just don't use very much. I keep it very simple. Got it. Yeah, keep, keep it simple. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and everyone has their own, like, style, I guess, and what they prefer to use. But I was, that's why I was interested to hear what you do. Yeah, what do you use, Rohan? Um, I, <laughs> I, so actually what I have from a previous episode, we had Shamar Anglin on and I've messed around a little bit using, not a lot of people apparently use this is the, the parabolic SAR or the SAR, um, which is an interesting one. I, all the indicators though, I've, I've kind of found like, I'm by no means like actively doing this a lot, but, okay. uh, uh, you know, I found that they kind of, so they you're might still, help you see things, but. You're still experimenting around to see what you might exactly, like the most. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's how you kind of get started. And that's kind of like pretty much what I got here. I just like played around and I just kind of came up with it over time. Cool. All right, now we're good. <laughs> Sorry about that. So awesome. uh, just another example of kind of how I use support and, and resistance lines. I actually bought this for the breakout of trying to break this, um, this resistance at 275s. And I saw kind of an uptrend, you know, kind of forming like in this area. Uh, this isn't really the best like line. I like to draw the from wick to wick, which would be more like here. Okay. So in this essence, I was like, okay, I'm going to say I, I don't want it to kind of break back down under this resistance because I want that to become support now. And I just wrote it back up. And then here, when it broke down from 288s, you know, I just cut my position because I can tell that that trend's changing and things are going to reset. Um, and then when I actually seen it come back to this 275 level, I did it again. I actually re-bought into it because, like, level two, which, again, another subject, I just could feel like it was strong enough where it was going to make another move or at least hold that area. And then I could actually play this off this uptrend here. As you can tell, 
you know, it hits these wicks. It continues to hit these wicks and higher lows, higher lows. And you can play this until this trend dies out, you know. It gives you um, a lot of edge to just play off the certain trend there. And then you can cut again whenever you think this thing is going to break through. There's a lot of different things that I really need to teach here, but not enough time. What do you, uh, what do you look for, like, um, in terms <laughs> of wh- when you take your profits? Like, I, I, are you, obviously, people recommend try not to be too greedy and take your profits before, you know, it changes. So what's your kind of, like, I guess, uh, indicator that you're like, all right, I got enough out of this? Um, I, there's a few things, you know, over time and putting in the work in front of the charts makes it a little bit easier. Um, mm-hmm. but if you're like brand new, you're like, I don't know when to sell kind of thing there, there's a couple things here and I, I kind of wish I could have charted it better off that daily, but mostly the further it kind of gets away from, a, uh, from this trend line here is mm-hmm. when I like to kind of take profits or when I see a, a lot of volume coming in here or something like that, I like to sell into it. So um, it's really hard to kind of break yourself as a new trader to not hold when there's a euphoria and there's a lot of like people coming into the stock and it just keeps going. You're like, I'm just going to keep holding this. So what you have to get in the mindset of is, hey, you know, you want to sell into the buyers and you want to buy when people are selling. And I know it sounds simple, but it is so hard to master as a new trader. It really is. So in in this instance here, it was more about. You know, anytime this thing got some volume, you could scale out into these areas. That's what I tell all my students over on Twitch, you know, where we live trade. I just tell them, hey, you know, make sure you're taking some gains here. You see there's a big volume candle. And then, you know, just be happy with what you get. We're not going to play it perfect, you know. If you wanted to play it perfect and you want to be a super patient trader, then play these trends like this. But I'm telling you, it's never going to be this easy. Like, it just looks like it was easy because it's hindsight 2020 now. But it's really about just taking... um base hits over time and building your account compounding gains and eventually you'll get to that point where you can take a little bit more size and maybe they're able to you know uh use it as a sustainable income yeah it makes sense and you know like take your wins kind of where you can get them and then like you said the more the more you get used to this the more you put in your hours and look at these charts i feel like it'll be easier to recognize the patterns and feel a little bit more comfortable pushing the amount you're taking right of course. I mean, I have so many things that I could teach, but again, so many different topics here. You know, if if these guys are buying, if they're learning support and resistance and they have this down already, then the next step would probably be for them to know risk versus reward, you know? Like, say this 275 is the support, then they know if it breaks this, they got to just cut it. So hopefully they're getting in, maybe they got in at 278, right? So they know they're risking three cent, worst case scenario. Yeah. 275 breaks, they get out, right? So I always kind of preach the whole three to one, right? I think that you have to make three times whatever your risk is. So in this situation that you're risking three cent here, you should be able to make at least nine cent per share, which would be 287. So if you can see it going up to this point of 287, then you have a good trade and it it, it should be something you pull the trigger on. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, That pretty much wraps up kind of the idea for people to have the, you know, have a list of things they should look for before they ever take a trade. They want to kind of uh, focus in or hone in on one ticker. They need to make sure it has, you know, it doesn't have to have all of these, but preferably it needs to have most of these. And Top Gainer would definitely be one of those. News, volume, those I think you have to have, uh, you know, pretty much no matter what to be the safest, right? Not, not always do things have news, and there's obviously, you know, other ways of looking at this, but preferably... All this right here will help you so much. Just put it down in a journal. You know, check it. Uh, just do like a little Excel spreadsheet, right? 
hey, let's pull out this ticker today, this this top gainer, BTX. Does it have news? Uh, does it? Is it a top gainer? Is it? Does it have volume? And you know, so on and so forth. That way, they're always prepared, and they know they can be a little bit more confident in themselves that this is something that I, you know, I've learned, and I can pull the trigger, and I can, I can give it a try. Absolutely, um, and yeah, I know we're coming close on the time here, and I want to be respectful of that. Um, one quick question I had for you is: sure. this is this is more of a you thing. Obviously, it's up to anyone who's trading. But is there a specific time of day? Do you do you like to trade? Are you in pre markets? Are you at the open? What what do you prefer to do? Uh, that's a great question. I love the question. Um, I specifically like to trade. You know, I don't like to trade at nine thirty at the bell because it's super volatile, and I believe that you know in the first five minutes of the day it could go either way, right? It's it's just one of those things where the probabilities aren't really in your favor consistently. So I would say anytime from nine forty five until about eleven thirty. And then I'll come back, you know, I'll go to lunch or whatnot, and then I'll come back around, say, 1.30, and I'll, and I'll trade until about 3.30, kind of the end of the day. That's, that's pretty much when people like to trade the most, the most volumes here in the market, and you can kind of rely on these patterns setting up that they would actually come to fruition and break these, these resistance levels for you, and you can profit. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, I, this has been a, a great lesson. I, I mean, I, you really broke it down super well. And I, I was my my face, my eyes were stuck to the screen there. I know Franny, <laughs> Franny, who you you've probably been speaking with her over DM, but she's our amazing producer for the show. And see her in the comments. This is super helpful. Franny is actually like a big reason of why this show exists is because this is something she wanted to see in the space. And uh, awesome, um, we want to get her on the show, but <laughs> she doesn't always want to come on and make appearance. But um, yeah, no, it's yeah. good good stuff, man. And, and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, to the rest of your community, thanks for coming and hanging out. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure to have you guys, and and hopefully you enjoyed the stream. Of course, uh, this obviously all this information, whether you want to screenshot it or you can obviously go back and watch it again, it's going to be up on the Benzinga YouTube channel. Um, definitely lots of gems here. And folks, uh, if you want to, I would highly recommend we're gonna we're gonna have it in the description, um, his YouTube channel and his Twitter. Because uh, there's, I mean, I'm going to be clicking through some of those videos as well because <laughs> there's there's lots of good good knowledge there. Bob, I mean, uh, obviously this is uh, kind of like a 101 uh, level, but we would love to have you back on at some point um, if you want to go through the 201s and and take us through our curriculum. I w- I would love it. Uh, but but thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks so much to Franny for che- uh, for reaching out to me and inviting me on the show. Thank you for you guys for you know being great hosts here and continuing to uh, teach other people out there because I know you know you you're still learning Rohan and there's a long road ahead. We'd love to have you as a student. Come over to Twitch.tv. Just search Rocket Catching Bob. You can do the same thing on YouTube. I'd I'd love to have you guys over there and and get you guys started and get you to be successful traders. Awesome, uh, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Man. Appreciate it. Michael. Woo. My brain is like on fire. That was that was great. So Dude, much. Dude, so my much brain's knowledge. on fire too, but you want to know why? It's because of these lights that are on top of me and I've been sweating for like <laughs> 30 minutes. Oh man, but, you're yeah. not used to it. You're used to being in the cave with a nice little one calm light. Uh but you got, you know, Luke Jacoby set up over there. We gotta get blast you with the light to make it look good. So I like being in the studio with my little fan. That's my favorite thing. Dude, I don't but. even have the fan on right now. Oh. But but no, I I mean that was great. Uh I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed having 
uh, Bob on the, on the stream. Um, it makes it really easy to learn. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I will be probably, you know, I'll probably have his Twitch streams on and probably check out his YouTube channel because yeah, I, think, yeah. I think there's a lot to learn. And uh, I got to gotta put some of those strategies into practice. But, um, Mike, yeah, that was a good one. How's, uh, how's, um, I guess you, you, there's really no point of going over the portfolio at this point. We kind of touched on it at the, at the top of the show there. Um, what about your weekend plans? What are you doing? You working <sighs> like oh, usual? Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you know me. No, it actually, it actually wasn't a terrible weekend trading. I actually did get a lot of my value back in Doge. Uh, I hope most people will probably not hate me for saying that I have most of my trading account tied up in Dogecoin. Oh, because God. you know me, like I, I just don't, I'm not much of a day trader, you know, and actually watching like shows like this actually makes me want to do it more. But then I remember like how much time people like, you know, Bob put into this. I mean, it's, it's a lifestyle. Like you got to commit to being, it's a commitment for doing. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes time. So, I mean, I, I'm sticking with long-term trading cause I'm, you know, busy enough with, with all the other stuff I'm doing, but it's cool. You know, it's cool to see the strategies and it's awesome to see him like educating other traders too. There's just so, there's so little of that out there. So much stuff is technical in the weeds. Then you have people like Bob that are like, here's how you can do what I did. Cause it is doable. We just need more people leading the charge and like teaching other people how to do it. It's no, doable it's- for everyone. It's awesome. And I love to see that. I really feel like there's there's more and more people getting into this. Pandemic might have something to do with that. But um, you know what? It's a it's a great thing to see. And obviously, like I'm over here, I feel like I would have never really gotten that interested in trading either if it wasn't for obviously where I work, but also um, the pandemic. So I uh, love to see it. And folks, I mean, this has been an awesome first live episode of First Trade. I think we did a pretty good job. How do you think we did? Like we usually, I feel like we mess yeah, it up more cool. when we're recording. It's almost like, you know, pressure's like you, on, man. We got to be perfect. You know, honestly, yeah. well, let's face it though. Bob carried the episode. It's not like I said oh, for more sure. than 13 words during that, which is actually better. I think it improves the overall quality. So I'm down with it. I but agree. Appreciate Bob for, for handling the workload, <laughs> handling the workload. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we'll have to see. Maybe we'll do more of these live ones. I, I definitely didn't hate it. Folks. Thanks for joining us on uh, this Friday evening and, and spending the start of your weekend with us. Um, we are first trade. You can find us if obviously this episode was more, um, you know, catered towards a visual experience, but we are on Apple podcasts, uh, and Spotify and all your favorite plot podcasting platforms. So if you don't have time to watch, you can always listen in case you're tired of our faces. Uh, and of course we have a discord community in the, in the description below. So make sure to check that out. Make sure to check out Bob, um, on all his platforms. And with that folks, that's this week in first trade, actually, the second time this week in first trade. Uh, But we'll, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.